Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman, where here in Dambulla, it's all been about Buddha, monkeys and sunburns since you were last with us. I mean, you can't help but be spiritual in a place like this. I mean, it goes back artefacts from 2000 years ago. We're 24 hours out from the second ODI and after our visit to one of Sri Lanka's top holy sites, we're relaxed, we're calm and uh, we're meditative about the prospects of play over rain tomorrow. It's all about living in the moment, people. Anyway, back to the cricket, because the day after Shane Warne suggested Joe Root should step down as captain of the test side, the player himself gave his views. He's entitled to his views. He's obviously a big fan of Joss, and so am I. You know, I can't speak for anyone else but myself and a... All I say is uh, I've got a clear vision of how I, how I see this team evolving over the next couple of years. Plenty more of that. And Gareth Batty explains the art of watching a good net session, whilst Neil Manthorpe makes his first appearance of the tour. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of Sri Lanka. You're listening to Following On. I'm pleased to say, for the first time on Following On, we're joined by Neil Manthorpe. Manners, um, I know you're a keen runner. You've got a, quite a sweat going on. We're at the top of the uh, the hill, just been into the, the cave temples here, had a little bit of uh, Buddhism chat. Um, your thoughts, you spiritual man? Uh, that's a good word for it, actually, yeah. Spiritual as opposed to religious. I mean, you can't help but be spiritual in a place like this. I mean, it goes back artefacts from 2,000 years ago. Um, and um, the, th- the thing about caves is that they're, they're very peaceful. I mean, there's lots of tourists here, but um, it doesn't feel touristy, does it? It doesn't sort of feel um, over-commercialised. So uh, I really enjoyed it. You must be feeling a little bit at home as well. I mean, you live in Cape Town next to a very famous uh, big rock. <laughs> You're surrounded by uh, monkeys and baboons back home. Um, just over the way, we look watching Macca and some of the production staff taking some snaps of a red-faced monkey. They're a little bit more fear, 
bit bit more fearsome where you come from there yeah table mountain baboons <laughs> serious you don't mess with them i mean these guys are a little cheeky they're the worst that can happen to you is they might steal a banana or a piece of mango from you but baboons no that's that's serious the mountain though that you're absolutely right there because um I do enjoy a, a climb or a run up the mountain, and and this is, this is about a fifth of the size, but uh, of Table Mountain, but it's, it's steep, isn't it? And um, yeah, it was a, it felt like quite a workout. It is steep, whether you're wearing a sarong like I am or some fisherman pants like you were a little bit longer. Because part of the, part of the deal, I suppose, is when you come to these holy sites, you have to adhere to the rules. So, no, uh, you can't show a lot of leg. You've got to take your shoes off and no cap. So uh, both myself and Manners had to purchase some uh, uh, overpriced uh, clothing before we were, we were allowed entry. Um, you, this is, for, for many of us, our first trip to Sri Lanka, but you're an experienced old pro now. Pardon the word, old. But it's, it's um, you know, of all the countries, and I believe you've been and reported in all of them, you know, where does Sri Lanka rank? Um, and what are the unique appeals of this country to to those listeners back home who've who've never ventured to this part of the world well um i think a lot of people know about india and i'm a massive indophile i mean i really like india so uh, indians please don't take this the wrong way but sri lanka is a kind of cleaner more efficient more reliable um less uh, less um Agro, I think. I can't possibly think why anyone would take that the wrong way. No, 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 but I mean, Indians say exactly the same thing. Look, look, Indi- Indians come to Sri Lanka for holiday. So, um, you know, the beaches are superb. Um, uh, the food is absolutely brilliant. Um, the um, hospitality is just second to none. I, I mean, I absolutely love it. Uh, the, and, and, and I brought my wife and, and two teenage daughters here for a holiday and it's still their favourite holiday they've ever had and that includes places like New Zealand and Australia and, and England you know more regular places or more um, recognisable places on the cricket circuit so it is uh, and it's also ridiculously cheap um, particularly if you're earning pounds. Well the exchange rate to the rand isn't bad for you at the moment as well is it so um, look I, I mean I, I agree I mean I've only been here 10 days I was of course here about a month or so ago for a recce but I remember I was in New Zealand a couple of years ago at a wedding, sat next to a guy that sailed all around the world. He's a, he essentially sells uh, yachts for very rich as a monkey just dashes below us there, Manus. You can watch your wallet. It's like being back in South London. Um, but yeah, and I was speaking to him. He'd been all over the world. And I said to him, you know, where, where's, a, where's your favourite place you've ever been? And he said, Sri Lanka. And I'm starting to get a little glimpse of why. Plenty of the tour to come, and I look forward to watching a bit of cricket as well. We shall see. Beautiful day today, beautiful day yesterday. The weather forecast for the second ODI isn't great, uh, but that uh, hasn't uh, taken away the enthusiasm from uh, Andrew McKenna and Joe Root, who he caught up with earlier. Joe, can we start? Everyone's favourite renter quote, Shane Warne has been suggesting the England test side would be better if you weren't captain. Your reaction to that? My reaction to that, I mean, he's entitled to his views. He's obviously a big fan of Joss, and so am I. You know, I think he's a marvellous cricketer. He's got a great cricket brain, and he adds a, he's added a huge amount to the Test team. Um, you know, I, I can't speak for anyone else but myself, and I, all I say is uh, I've got a clear vision of how I, how I see this team evolving over the next couple of years. I think we've started that trend throughout this summer, and the way we've sort of uh, moved through a difficult series against India um, to overcome what was a, a a very tough winter to respond as we have I think shows the, the development and the learning in the group 
um, and we've got a clear idea of where we want to go to moving forward. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way things have gone and, you know, my position as captain. Um, and, you know, hopefully I can continue the, you know, that, that good run of form that we had at the back end of the summer. Well, they were talking about this on TalkSport last night. Goffey went and crunched the numbers. You averaged 51 overall and 47 as captain. If Shane Warne thinks you can do better than that, I'd love to know what he thinks you're capable of. <laughs> well, as you say, it's, um, you know, that there will always be question marks about, you know, how can we get the best out of every England player, out of the best... Uh, best out of this England team and you're always looking for that as as captain you're always looking for ways in, in developing the squad developing yourself taking your game forward I think it's obviously been quite challenging over the course of the summer the conditions that we've played in have been very tough very bowler friendly um, you know, and I, I'd not had my best summer um, and you know look at how we performed away from home uh, no one really set the world alight for England which is quite disappointing um, but you know, you, you always, as captain, you always want to lead the way, and I think this winter is a, a good opportunity for me to try and do that. Um, you know, just not just in in the red ball cricket, but in the white ball cricket as well. It's to sort of get those runs as a senior player, um, and then and help drive things forward and sort of set an example. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not too concerned about things like that. I'm, I think it's it's sometimes good to to have people um, create debate and and sort of see how things go but you know I'm quite comfortable in the position that I'm in Your form on this tour so far has been great obviously you got 90 in the warm up game you were going along quite nicely here you must be pretty pleased with the way it's coming off the bat Yeah I felt pretty good so far out here um, you know, I felt that even though we had some uh, interrupted practice I felt what we did have I got some good stuff out of it and I felt like um, you've got to have quite a clear method of how you're going to play out here on these surfaces against you know high amount of spit, high volume of spin, um, you know, seem as it does react slightly differently uh, to, to what you might expect in England or uh, other places around the world. And it's just being really clear about that and then sort of adapting that to your own game, trying to get the best out of yourself. Um, and throughout these, the, the start of this tour, I felt I managed to do that pretty well. Um, but, you know, the, the real test is doing it for long periods of time. And, you know, that's the position we're in at the minute. Um, hopefully if you get, get off to a good good start in the, in the next game we can drive that home and make a big hundred and, and hopefully set set the game up or, or see his own Without prying can you give us an insight as to what your method is? Um, I, I think more than anything it's, it's I suppose you, you get a lot a lot more turn out of the wicket I think it's harder to necessarily hit through the ball you've got to probably play the ball a little bit later be a bit smarter about the areas you're hitting the ball into um, your risks have to be very well calculated and be very clear about the areas you want to score um, so you probably have to fine tune things a little bit more out here um, but you know I think more than anything is every surface you play on there's going to be different challenges um, I think as a whole it's going to generally be slightly slower slightly lower and spin a little bit more um, and that's what we've found so far throughout this tour it might change um, but you know be be ready for that I think more than anything um, you know, make sure that you're getting close to the ball when you can and if not, getting right back and, and giving yourself as much time as possible. Groundsman's told us it'll be the same pitch for the second game as was used in the first. You obviously got to look at it. Does that give you an advantage going out for the second game? Yeah, a, a slight advantage, um, although it will it might, have, it might have changed. It might have left more grass on it. They might have left it a little bit more bare, having seen how it's reacted for those 20 overs, 15 overs, however long we were out there. Um, so ultimately, it's, I suppose you don't want to have too many preconceived ideas going out into the game. Um, but 
you know, it, it is always nice having having played on a surface, giving you a, an indication of how it will react. And I think one thing that is different is the, the earlier start, um, whether that plays uh, a big difference, you know, covers only just coming off, whether you know, that extra bit of moisture, um, fresh fresher moisture will, will play a bit more part for the, the the seamers or whether it tackies it up and and helps it spin as well so you know we've got to be very smart if we if we bat first and and as well similarly if we bowl first making sure that we we're doing everything we can to to take early wickets and and then adapt throughout the 50 overs gareth batty and i were stood out watching practice the other day and watched you do an awful lot of bowling gareth was impressed i have to tell you first and foremost the off spin is coming out nicely and there's definitely a wrong and been introduced into the armory at the moment. Is this something that you're taking genuinely more seriously? You know, it's not bit part bowling, it's, it's proper bowling. Well, I'm definitely taking it more seriously. I think out here, giving, um, giving Owen as many options as possible is really important. And seeing it's, it's obviously quite hot and humid and it might be quite difficult to get long spells out of the seamers. Um, and if there is spin there, you want to give as many options as possible. So... Uh, been working on a few things. Felt feels like it's coming out quite nicely. Uh, felt like I bowled quite nicely in the warm-up game as well. So, if we get an opportunity, I'm you know looking forward to that chance. Um, so we'll have to see how things unfold in the in the in the tour. So brilliant stuff from Andrew McKenna there, asking Joe Root the question that really we all wanted answering after Shane Warne's comments about captaincy. Um, whether it should be Joss Butler captaining, of course the two shared a team in the IPL, or whether Joe Root should stay with it. We're actually watching Joe Root go through some batting drills, myself and Gareth Batty. Uh, Gareth, uh, your thoughts first on what Shane Warren had to say. Would taking the captaincy away from Joe Root benefit the player as a batsman and the England team as a whole? I think Joe's the only one that can answer that. He's, he's our best batsman, um, and the conversations would have been had. Um, the fact that he still averages 47 as a test cricketer as captain uh, tells me it's not affecting massively. Plus, he's only just started the role, um, so it's an evolving process. He's, he's already said he's got a great vision for it, and let's be honest, I thought England played some magnificent cricket against India. He was the man at the helm, and I, I think that should really be applauded rather than maybe somebody going the other way. So, uh, for me, it's, it's not even a conversation needed to be had. Whilst he's happy doing it, then uh, he's, he's the man. Does captaincy, you know whether it takes whether it takes away, detracts from your skills as a bowler? Does it detract from your skills as a batsman? When you captain Surrey, after a day and a half in the field, captaining Surrey and bowling for Surrey, did you feel that it affected you in any way uh, in terms of displaying your skills, um, the reason essentially you were playing for Surrey in the first place? I think there are periods when it, it becomes very difficult. Uh, certainly when you're captain um, and my skills are nowhere near as good as somebody like a Joe Root so um, there's a lot more in the middle there so he can actually drop off a little bit and still be a magnificent player um, so the, the challenges are the externals generally being a captain it's not so much once you're on the field and, and performing your discipline um, it's the external things so you're thinking about 10 other players in this instance Joe's thinking about 16 other players uh, plus the management of maybe 10 so there's there's an awful lot of people to be thinking about and looking after because um, you know he's he's the man at the helm and he cares about uh, the, the people that are that are there and he, he cares about the outcomes that um, the team is getting so yes I mean <sighs> It's not a simple thing. It's not as easy as going and saying heads and tails and you ball, you ball there and I'll back there. There's a lot more going on. And it's the external stuff, I would suggest, that it's the, the hard thing. Which would be magnified if you're an England captain as well. Absolutely. OK, so here we are again watching Nets. We've seen England in the Nets more than we've seen them on the field, sadly, ahead of the second ODI. So for, uh, for the, the 
the usual cricket fan, I suppose. Um, when you come to a net session, it's it's almost the the unique appeal of being so close to your heroes, being able to eavesdrop on their conversations, see how they go through uh, the, the, the the drills and the training. But as a captain, what are you looking for, um, both in terms of those netting with bat in hand and those bowling? I, I think majority of captains, I think Moggs is, is exactly the same. You have a, a plan in your mind, a formula of how you want uh, the team to line up. So you need people that can, can function uh, at the periods in the game, uh, how you want to attack the opposition and put put our skills up. So uh, we spoke about Owen Stone the other day, and he he'll be that more enforcer role potentially in the middle, where he's got some extra pace, extra bounce, and it's not just going to be generic slower balls and this sort of thing. He can rush people up in the middle. So you're looking for those those players within the group, one that are playing well, and you know are they on form, but uh, but two can fulfil um, roles that you have in your mind of how you want the team to operate. So I've just watched Joe Root. He's just uh, done a perfect ramp shot then he's carved one through the covers and then he skipped down the track and flicked one through mid-wicket it, does a batsman go out there with an idea of how he wants to approach his batting in the nets or is it a case of assume game position either put yourself in that position give yourself a target or basically treating every ball with the shot stroke respect it deserves I think it depends where the player's at um, you'll see some guys um, who want to actually explore. So by that I mean um, just at the minute batting against the Dil Rashid, Moeen Ali um, and Doss. So he's got three different spinning options. He may have a plan in his mind how he would play the, the Sri Lankan boys, so he may be practising something that he's not done before. And that's why nets are amazing, because you can go out there and practice, you're never out. So it's actually working out and evolving your game, as well as the stuff that you're doing very well at the minute. You want, you want to hone and keep there, so there's an amount of repetition for that. But also you want to explore, and this is why England are number one at the minute. The, the, the guys are taking the game to a new level, and you have to do that, and this is where it all happens. So I'm a bit of a cricket badger, I find this fascinating. Saklay Mushtak. Um, you know, there's a big Surrey contingent here, not just within the talk sport commentary team, but uh, within the coaching staff, within the personnel. So what's Saki looking for then? As you say, got three spinners coming in. Saki's just standing by Root and Bairstow, who are uh, alternating between facing a couple of deliveries and then standing behind the wicket. What's Saki looking for? Uh, having worked with Saki, he'll be, he'll be looking at the whole picture. He's looking at how the players are in their own mind and are they comfortable of, uh, of their rhythm and, and the way that the ball's coming out of the hand and, and where they're at. He'll also look at a few technical things. Um, players are human beings, so it's a constant tinker to make sure um, that you go back to what you do well. Um, and over a period of time, sometimes bad habits creep in, so there'll be a constant uh, tinkering there. And then also... Um, and this is the thing coaches have got to be careful he's got an incredible amount of knowledge there that players can tap into arguably the man that changed the face of spin bowling with his doosra back in the day so there's a huge amount of knowledge there but it's just trying to drip feed that in rather than going right here it all goes at one minute because you can't take all that any one hit uh, earlier on in the piece we heard Joe Root asked about d- d- delivering um, being able to discover to learn how to bowl a doosra how long do you think we're away till we see it on the field how long are we going to see all of his variations um, as as a matter of course? How long is it going to be before he's been described as an all-rounder? Well, uh, having watched the one-day game the other day, um, he predominantly operated around the wicket. 
Um, and he definitely, definitely, definitely bowled at least four or five deucers. There was one, actually, that we saw on the footage um, that pitched around about leg stump and went through where there would have been a slip, sort of a vacant slip position without anything. Uh, but it, there wasn't a nick on that or touching the batter. So it spun massively. Um, and we watched him bowl the other day b- before the one-day international. Um, he's taking a lot of pride in it. And generally, when you get gills, guys with this sort of skill set, if they take pride in something, they're going to be pretty good. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Brilliant stuff. Well, uh, we also uh, heard from the Sri Lankan camp today and uh, I caught up with Andrew Fernando. So, Fidel, Akila Danajaya spoke to the press today. Um, what was the, uh, the themes coming out of the press conference? Uh, I think, uh, you know, he's, he does his three disciplines pretty well, doesn't he? He does the off-break, the, the leg-break and the googly, and, and some of the questions were about that. Uh, he also had a carom ball when he, when he initially came to cricket in 2012. I think as a 18-year-old was when he was uh, first picked for Sri Lanka. Uh, and some of the questions were about why he's, he's scaled back his, his variations, he says uh, he lost a bit of control uh, of his you know wider group of variations and he went back and, and worked on these three deliveries and got quite good at them. Uh, but he apparently has been working on his carom ball again, so we may just see him dusted off uh, once or twice during this series, gives the England uh, batsman uh, just another thing to think about. So what is his stock delivery? Uh, as far as I can tell, it's his off-break. Uh, though some days, if, if the googly's working well for him, he bowls a lot of googlies. Um, I think we saw Joe Root misread one at one point, uh, didn't quite pick uh, whether it was the leg break or the googly. Um, but I, I think generally he, he sticks to his off breaks. Uh, but he's, he's quite a, a smart sort of thinking cricketer. If he feels that one of his deliveries is coming out especially well that day, he'll, he'll move into that one. But uh, officially the Crick Info thing says uh, he's, he's an off spinner. So uh, I hope he continues to bowl a lot of off breaks. Otherwise we have to change that. 
Does his effectiveness diminish as the series go on? Because we see this a lot with bowlers. We saw Koldeep Yadav, left arm um, wrist spinner for India, and he was taking wickets for fun at the start of the T20 series. But by the end of the ODI series against England, it was almost like they'd worked him out and it was a case of diminishing returns. Is, is that the same thing, do you think? Well, that depends on how much he relies on batsmen not being able to read him. I think if a spinner is relying on mystery a lot, uh, you do see that. You do see that once batsmen become more familiar with them, uh, yeah, they they uh, they do get picked apart a little bit. With Dananjay, though, I don't think he's quite that 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 style of bowler. Yes, mystery. He does have a little bit of mystery around, about him, and there there is a, a little bit of inability to read his googly, especially. But he doesn't rely on it. Uh, rely on that mystery for wickets. He bowls good deliveries. He bowls a great line and length. Uh, he's got great control over his his deliveries. And and we've seen in past series. Uh, sometimes he's actually had a slow start to the series and finish off well against the same opposition. So I don't think that's something that uh, has been the case in his career so far. Uh, happy birthday for yesterday, by the way. It was a real tearful moment when you were presented with a cake in front of the uh, entire media core of both Sri Lanka and England. I know, you're, uh, you're, you, know you love the limelight, so uh, that must have been a special moment for you. Um, looking ahead to the weekend, my um, hotel, well, the hoteliers where I'm staying says it's going to rain all weekend. Nick Holt from The Telegraph, guy he spoke to his hotel, says no rain forecast. So uh, really you get the deciding vote. Are we going to see play at some stage? over the next two days. Let me just lick my finger and stick it into the air and, and get a feel. I, I think the, the ground staff are actually expecting it to rain. Um, they've covered it up. Uh, you know, we're about 18 hours before the start of play. They've covered up one side of the ground and they look like they're, they're just about to cover the rest of it up. I was going to say, it's pretty specific if they're only going to cover one half of the ground. It's, it's only going to rain on the offside. Yeah, it, yeah, it could add an, add an extra bit of strategy to the batsman as well. You know, you can only hit on one side of the ground, uh, no boundaries on the other. Um, I, yeah, I think I think it probably will rain. The, the forecast isn't good, and it's perfectly typical that it rains on the day that we have matches, and every day, uh, the off days, uh, it's been beautiful sunshine as it has been for most of today. Well, what can you do? Eh? We're still getting paid to be in Sri Lanka, and that really is all you can ask for in life. This has been the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman, and alongside me today has been Gareth Batty, Fidel Fernando, and uh, a host of others, including Neil Manthorpe. I'll be back tomorrow, hopefully reporting from the second ODI and plenty of play. Uh, do join us, uh, but to never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you then. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.